Hey everyone, welcome to Afterthoughts for episode 5 of The Complex. In this episode, uh, we focused on the force of personality that was Genius Boy. He's a hell of a big, big personality. It kind Um, of fills a room. Yeah, he was kind of the perfect example of what ADHD can look like under high amounts of pressure. So, to start us off, I wanted to just play a little clip to outline um, kind of what we saw last time. Oh, great. You're drunk. Again. Yes, Jules. I am. That's very astute of you. And, in fact, I do intend to be drunk for three to five more evenings. You know how it goes with venture capital, right? There's always a deadline for when the portal should be operational, and the technology has to be segfaulted and rotated to the new instance. So, there you go. I don't really care, but can you please keep And, this is important. I can only deal with deadlines at the last minute. I call it the panic precipice. If I get the timing right, I can achieve excellence in the blink of an eye. But like I say, I have to be pretty desperate, you know, with like anxiety. Uh-huh, yeah. Well, can't you build your panic precipice without having so much noise? No, not really. Why? What do all these party people have to do with it? Well, dude, they like set up the panic. Like, all these people, I don't know when they're going to leave. So like, ergo, I don't know when I'll start my last minute work skirmish. And that kicks the anxiety up a notch. All right, so I know, uh, well, first off, I love Genius Boy. Yes, he's quite a character. He's incredible, but he's also extraordinarily disruptive. Yes, he is. Um, And that goes along with uh, the thing that he calls his panic precipice. Yes. uh, Which I think, you know, is a good way to kind of talk about this kind of thing. So I know uh, this isn't how ADHD always looks under pressure, because that would be a massive generalization. Um, But I also know that people with ADHD work differently under pressure. Um, than non-ADHDers do. Right. How, uh, or what are some of those differences and why do they arise? So uh, let's take the whole issue of pressure first. Okay. Okay. Because I don't know that it's a general, an overgeneralization to say that everybody with ADHD under pressure acts this way. Mm. Um, think about Genius Boy as someone who is acting out his pressure. And so you see it. Oh, interesting. But there are many people with ADD so who will implode. It. Yeah, it's internal. And they go inside and they talk about these horrible voices or oh, just tor- terrible distress. So think about the external disruption being internal. Wow. So people that, with ADD have oh it. Gosh. And typically someone with different social mannerisms mm-hmm. okay, might go more internal because they have a consciousness about... Uh, what other people might think or how things might happen. Okay. Yeah. So first of all, but let's talk about pressure. Okay. And what pressure is on the ADHD spectrum. Okay. Um, So pressure certainly is known as one of the biggest disruptors Mm -hmm. in ADHD. Right. I I think it's a big feeder for the emotional distress syndrome, but pressure creates a resistance for people with ADHD. It's something to kind Mm. of push up against or something they can feel. Okay. And, that resistance that, in that way is it almost soothing? It, it's interesting. It can be soothing, 
But think about it as being normalized because the normal disruptive chaotic nature of ADHD has always been there. Mm. So us with ADHD, we always, we don't know anything other than pressure. Sometimes it's internalized, sometimes it's externalized, sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. Yeah. But the reality is um, it's something that we know well and there is a sense of comfort. Mm. So second, uh, pressure, if it's strong enough, Okay, mm-hmm. is going to create a survival response um, in the fight, flight, or freeze survival instinct yeah, of yeah. the mind. Okay, and if it's long enough, the pressure is long enough, then it's going to act as we believe a short-term stimulant because it pops adrenaline, mm, okay. and so it pops a short-term focusing agent, and it's really the classic waiting to the eleventh hour procrastination mm-hmm. syndrome. Yeah. Okay. The challenge with something like that is that it works. It's hmm. horrifically difficult maybe to people around them, but it does get something done. Right. And so if you think about the behavioral aspect of ADHD, that pattern, the people with ADHD, they're, it's almost like their body knows. Mm-hmm. And so it's easier to kind of fall into that groove again. Why, why is that so necessary with this kind of uh, like, you know, mental pat- patterning? Like is like is it absolutely necessary for somebody with ADHD to kind of wait till that eleventh hour? Um, no. Okay. No, no, it's not absolutely necessary, but it's the easiest groove to fall into. Gotcha. Because the chaotic nature builds up this pressure. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have trouble with focusing or following through or remembering details, and suddenly mm-hmm. I remember it. Mm-hmm. Here comes the pressure. Here comes the adrenaline. Here comes yeah. the focus. And so there's a part of my body that knows it, and so. In the weirdest of ways, uh-huh. that pressure can feel like an old shoe you've always worn. Mm. And so getting snapped out of it or out of that space yeah, it's, where it's not as disruptive, highly important, comes from personalizing strategies, comes from developing mindfulness and meditation so it is, I talk so about. So it is good to not be in that space like all the time i guess well sure. i guess like oh yeah is, it definitely not is okay so is I this mean, panic can you imagine being in that space all the time like well this? right yeah no it'd be horrible it'd be horrible for the individual and it'd be horrible for the people around them. right right um but so is is this panic precipice almost a like legitimate strategy that you could use as an individual i mean i know it's very disruptive to the people around them but if you're you know, only focusing on what you need to do, it kind of sounds like it'd be pretty effective. Well, uh, yes, in a silo by yourself with nobody else, it might be effective if you didn't disrupt other people. But oddly enough, yes, it can be a legitimate strategy. I want to put several qualifiers on it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Because if without the qualifiers, uh, you you know, you will experience what Jules experienced, you know, uh, in the podcast. It's mm-hmm. just this overwhelming, someone grabs my pizza, someone's forcing a margarita on me, and it's really, really disruptive mm. uh, in a place that makes it difficult for others. So, the qualifiers. Um, being aware of how it affects others is an obvious key component. Mm-hmm. You know, when Genius Boy didn't do that, right? Right. Um, and gaining that awareness has a lot to do with what... Uh, we in the ADHD world would talk about hitting your pause button, being mm. curious and observant, mindful, kind of contemplative, meditative. It helps. It doesn't take away this space. 
because oddly enough, he may actually know how to produce, you know, his products in this way, but it's just like making people aware. Mm -hmm. And by default, his assistants on the podcast mm -hmm. know he does this. Yeah, in the beginning, okay? right. And, and, and Jules, the landlord, right, does a great job of explaining exactly the cycles he goes through. He ramps mm -hmm. up, he shuts down, you know, yeah. goes and does something fun, and he ramps up. Yeah. And so it's not that you don't see it. So it can be le le legitimate, but you have to be aware, okay? I personally like to call it um, a backing yourself into a corner strategy, mm. okay? Which means I know I'm putting some pressure on myself in a way that works for me. So it's a personal strategy, Um but also remembering that that pressure element is really difficult on the physical body, you know, so needing yeah. to rest and things like that are really, really important. I want to kind of get back to, to the idea of, I guess, using this as a, as a strategy and like how to practically um, navigate it with people around you. Yes. Right. Um, how can you do that? <laughs> okay, so because <laughs> that's what we see with Genius Boy is he's just like you know he uses this panic precipice and I I guess it's because he has like no uh, consideration for anybody else. Well, that's kind of what it feels what it, like from my like. end, yes, right? That's what it looks like. Okay, but he's so hyper, and this could be a classic example of someone who has the hyperactive, mm -hmm. impulsive aspect of ADHD. Yeah, where they're just rough shot over boundaries, energy of three people yeah. using it all the time, and they don't even see it. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yes, it's a lack of consideration. Mm -hmm. But that's part of the neurology. That, yes, and yeah. so it's a lack of consideration, but the, the willfulness is not there. Um, so uh, let's let's go and hear uh, an extreme version of this. Sure. Of somebody kind of telling, well, of me, telling Ramon that he's at a 12 on a 10 scale. Oh, why, good evening, Jules and Jessica. Welcome to the Dance Dance Revolution Party. Whoa, do you really have a DDR pad? Yeah, doesn't everyone? Come on, Jessica, it's your turn. Oh, uh, no, Jessica and I actually have dinner plans. Just one quick song. Here, let me open that bottle of wine for you. But it's 10.30 on a weeknight, and I just want to eat. Sometimes you're such a little old man. Come on, it'll be quick. All I wanted was to decompress with Jessica, but apparently she couldn't resist the shiny object of DDR. And did you notice how Ramon took my wine? I was so pissed I ended up doing something I haven't done since I was five. What'd you do? I threw a tantrum. I literally pulled the plug on DDR and ordered all of the visitors to get out of the complex. They did. And suddenly it was just me and Ramon. Oh, you hear that, Ramon? What? The silence. You know, I actually, I'm actually kind of glad you kicked everyone out. Right now, I can actually hear myself think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Silence can be nice sometimes. Okay, so we see Ramon 
pop out of it, right? Like he he gets he gets um, kind of struck with this with Jules freaking out with me freaking out. Um, can you explain what just happened in his head? What were the what are the things that go on in somebody with ADHD's head when this kind of thing happens? Is it? It just, I don't know. It seems well, like such a strong change. It is. And such a like sudden change between right. like this at a 12 energy going crazy, whatever, party, party, party. And then it's like two. Yes. And it's like, oh, you know, on and a turn of only a, It's not only a two, it's a contemplative two. Right. It's an yeah. awareness two. <laughs> yeah. You can hear it. It's like it. a perfect meditation. It's like, oh my God, like right, he's all but, like Exactly. Yeah. And so um, – this is the best way to describe it, I think, is that, you know, we see that personality change, so to speak, from kind of all on or all off as mm. being a component in the neurology of, a, of ADHD because we're underactive and underperforming, so we don't really recognize and we can just jump in and out of a situation. And, and that's kind of the strange dichotomy of, or the strange, not the dichotomy, but the strange, like, thing to see from the outside is that yep. ADHD is... Uh, created because of underactivities. Yes. A lot of people think that it's created because of overactivities. Correct. Right. And it's the underactivities that don't slow the body down, which accesses right. or uh, sets up the mm. overactivities. It's a very, it's an odd response. Yeah. And it's, but it's also why, without going into detail, it's uh, medication and stimulants many times have an opposite response. Mm. They calm people down with ADHD oh. and get them to focus. Yeah, because it settles that part of the mind. Well, and puts because it, it in gear or it like it. I wouldn't say settles because that has a connotation of like going downwards. It has it increases the the activity of the areas that are sure. usually underactive. Correct. So Correct. that you can exactly. then have those successful dampeners yes. that yes. control yes. the mind. Look. You're becoming an expert on ADD, too. I love it. Jules is becoming an expert as we do the podcast. That's yeah. beautifully said. That's Wonderful. awesome. That's awesome. Really good. Wow. Um, but think about this sudden pulling of the plug and the music stopping mm -hmm. of like someone pulling the brake on an emergency train. On a train, you pull mm -hmm. the emergency brake and it's yeah, just like... Yeah. Just screech to a Just screech to a halt. Yeah. Okay? Think about that being in reverse of the startle response. Yeah. But it's got as much focus as waking you up or helping you pay attention as a startle response would. So it's a startle, mm. but it just stops everything all of a sudden. Okay? And so... But it's not necessarily like a bad startle. No. No, I wouldn't say it was a bad startle at okay. all. And so in the realm of eustress, which is positive stress, or distress, which is negative stress, yeah, then the chaos and all the... Uh, startle response that's negative is mm. distress. Oh, okay. Okay. But this is kind of a positive stress in that suddenly, but it's sudden. Mm, okay. Yeah. And what does it, it need to be sudden? It doesn't need to be. It can be. I yeah. mean, I've backed myself out of um, uh, difficult situations, kind of like going mm -hmm. outside for a minute yeah. to breathe. Yeah. That's not sudden necessarily, but. Sometimes that suddenness like this can really create this opposite kind of response where yeah. suddenly he had all this adrenaline running and all this, you know, yeah. chemistry going. He still has that in him. Yeah. But it's used for contemplative and awareness of like, oh my gosh, he can hear himself think. Yeah. He can feel the quiet. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh and so it's an odd 
peace and it becomes very calming and peaceful. Yeah, I, I find that very odd, just just coming from a like non-ADHD place. Because if you kind of imagine, uh, if I did this with somebody who wasn't ADHD, yes. if they were having this big party and whatever, and I like freaked out, pulled the plug on DDR, like told ev- yelled at everybody to get out... They'd be pissed. Right. They would be absolutely livid that I did that. Exactly. You know? And like they they would hate me for that. But Ramon went into this place of like, oh wait, hold on. Now I can hear and I can see and I can do all these things and like, right. whoa, what is this space? Like Correct. Yeah. So he experienced it. Yeah. Uh didn't necessarily see or or understand that he needed it and it was so overamped. Right. Uh, but it, it is that opposite response. Now, and that doesn't always happen with people with ADHD. They can get disruptive as well, mm-hmm. you know, but it was his response. And I see that a lot uh, with his high intensity being stopped. And what I teach my clients is, yes, mindfulness and our meditation, being able to pull the plug on yourself. Mm. So there are t- times where I'm working, I can feel myself frustrated or irritated trying to get things done. And I know... I'm not, I can feel the irritation of the storm coming. Mm-hmm. And I literally, I will close my laptop. Yeah. I'll put it in my bag. Hmm. I don't even think anymore. Yeah. And that's me pulling the plug on myself. Yeah. And I might take a slow walk to my car, but I, I, I intervene on myself, which mm. is really what you want to practice as right. an adult with ADD. Great. Um, well, um, as far as where to get the coming episodes of The Complex, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and we will see you next time. We will.